Garage Guys NASCAR podcast is brought to you by Hooters. That's right. Hooters is for race day. Hooters is for garage guys. We all know this. And right now, if you download the Hooters app or go to order.hooters.com and use promo code garage guys, you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order. That offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders $30 or more. And use promo code garage guys while dining in just by telling your Hooters waitress about promo code garage guys to save you $10 on any $40 plus dine in order valid at HOA locations for food, non-alcoholic beverages and merchandise. Enjoy your Hooters and enjoy the garage guys NASCAR podcast. It's the garage guys NASCAR podcast. We are officially back from Bristol, Tennessee. Hope everybody had a great Easter. Hope everybody got to eat a lot of food that you could probably find at your local Cracker Barrel. Um, Celebrated, enjoyed some dirt racing. Chris Bell won the race. Uh, It was probably the best dirt race that they had. Hell's Bell, baby. Hell's Bell, baby. Your Hell's Bell on Easter. Jesus was pissed. Um, But, yeah, we, we just rolled up. And, uh, and and walked into the living room, and, and we're here to deliver the good news of Bristol Food City Dirt Race. Dale, um, what you, is the good news? You, you were, you were snoo- the good news? I, I mean, I don't know. Jesus is mad. Hell's bell. Is one. that a good uh, I don't know. Is it a good thing? Is it good? It's good for our bank account. Good for Satanists. Is it good for, our, uh, what's the word? Salvation? Maybe not. Mm-mm. Hell's bell. Yeah. Uh, it was a really fun weekend. Shout out to Hooters. You already heard the advertisement. We love Hooters, man. We had a great time with uh, the Hooters girls and the team. And Josh Berry's a, an awesome guy. I got to hang out with him and Kyle Larson a good bit. And uh, great sponsor, very connected within the sport. And they do so much for, for racing. And uh, they do a lot for us and, and a lot for everybody. Great car, too. The, the sexiest car of the weekend, hands down. The only car... That had a lightning bolt on dirt. Yeah, I love the new paint scheme. Like, I really – I loved the one last year. Um, but I think this one is is a really cool spin on it. It's like it, – it's. I, I feel like it's risky because you add that blue in there, but it, it works, you know. It's like so you much said, better. It, it's literally electric. And a lot of people loved the OG Night Owl. I kind of thought the OG Night Owl – we were talking about this this weekend. I think the OG Night Owl from 2021 – just kind of reminded me of Halloween, you know, it was just straight black orange, like just made me think of fucking candy corn a little bit. Like it was still cool, but like, you know, it, I think the new one is better because you've got some color and some pop to it. And it was like a jack-o'-lantern on wheels. Yeah. yeah but it was so black and not orange. I think last year's was really good. And this one, I think, gives last year a run for its money. But yeah, Hooters is awesome. And we're very, very thankful to have them as a partner and, and be so connected with their social team. And uh, very thankful for their impact on NASCAR as well. So, yeah, it was a great weekend. Shout out. When we were doing this podcast last week, I know I talked about Christopher Bell because that was the only bet I put down other than Todd Gill in top 10 um, by the time. Well, actually, I think I didn't put down the top the Todd Gill in top 10 until the next day, actually, because Fandle dropped, Fandle dropped at like 1 a.m. on a Wednesday or some shit. So, but I think if you listen to this podcast and you listen to the one, the post qualifying one, you would have got you would have got some Christopher Bell insights. So. Yeah, hope everybody listened to that too. By the way, let us know on Twitter if uh, if if those helped you. Let us know if the 
Sunday release podcast helped you because we we do enjoy doing post-practice and post-qualifying podcasts, and, and we want to make sure that you, the listener, uh, have all the information that you need uh, to, to have the shit you need to win. Do you know how your pendulum – what your pendulum parlay match? I I don't I don't. But if I had to take a guess, it probably did terrible. The well, I know you got two because me and you talked and I didn't bet it, but we talked about the Stenhouse over. Actually, hold up, Brad I, or Stenhouse over Hamill. We were both like, yeah, I really like that one. You had I have it right here. Okay, so, you had Chastain over Bowman. I know, and I because yes. that was a terrible beat. If you took Bowman with me, had MTJ beat. over Suarez. Yes, that Chastain hit. over Bowman. That hit Bell over Red Dog. That hit. Bush over Briscoe, no. Nope. Okay. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. over Brad K. Yep, four for five. Dylan over Wallace. Five for six. Barry over Ty Gibbs, no. No, nope. five for seven. Nope. Harvick over Busher, I think, yep. hit. six for eight. Logano over Byron, no. Six for nine. Hamlin over Blaney. Mm. Uh, I'll check real quick. This might be the best one. The universe speaks. We might have a se- – I think well, Denny had a bad day, but Blaney – and that dude, yeah, uh, the the the, the – Worst beat of the weekend by far is having top top uh, or Ryan Blaney top forward and Ryan Blaney top ten hmm. to get dumped by Briscoe with five to go. What, all right, what was it? Hamlin over Blaney. Yep, he beat him by one spot. Wow, so that Seven means for ten. Wow, That's, that was good. Seven out of ten on on the universe. The universe speaks. That, yeah, no foundation of statistics. Ev- That's NAS bets, baby. NAS bets on TikTok. That's just pure wizardry. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad I brought that up because I was wondering how that did. Because I remember you were when you said it. You were like, "Yeah, I got I got Chastain over Bohm," and I was like, "Uh." Me personally, I was kind of against a lot of them in the beginning. So yeah, like the pendulum. If if you're not watching NAS bets on TikTok. On Garage Guy Chase TikTok on Wednesday nights, you're missing out. If you round robin that, you probably did pretty damn good. Yeah, that'd be a wild round robin. But so your first week you did them, didn't you say it went six for ten? Yeah, it went so six, seven for ten yeah. right after. So that's thirteen of twenty. Yeah, that's six, six and four, and then seven and three. There oh, wait, we go. I'm sorry. Yeah, hold on. Uh, that would, I'm, I'm terrible. It's math ten leg now. parlays. Uh, six hit. Four loss. That's thirteen of twenty. My bad. Yeah, thirteen yeah. of twenty. So that's good. So stocks are trending up for that, for uh, the magic pendulum. Winston, the NASCAR Wizards, magic pendulum bets. Yeah, I, I, I still. It was a good weekend. We got to talk about Logano winning trucks. I think we talked about that on the post call. We did. Pod, yeah, but we've already covered trucks, so it's it's cup time. It's, we it's had just a. I had a great weekend. I've now profited on the betting side. And five consecutive NASCAR events, so we're really fucking hot right now. And um, I know a lot of people didn't get the Todd Gilliland bet because it it literally dropped at midnight. I was in a place where I could get it, hammer it, and then it was gone the next morning. But Christopher Bell was available at a similar price to eight to one all week, you know, up until Green Flag. So it was tough it was because it was like it, this is one of those weekends, right, where like you know you have the dirt guys and like. We like Kyle Larson was the one that you and I had talked about. I was I ended up going all in. I went two units on him. But like it was one of those weekends where like you kind of just had to like pick your guy. It was like you were going to go all in with Kyle Larson. You were going to go all in with Chris Bell or you were going to go all in with Tyler Reddick. And it's just, you know, unfortunately for me, I went with Briscoe and I went with Larson. And then I had like my long shot was like Ricky. 
And so I had three outrights. I did a lot of top tens, which also flubbed. The only one that I got was Austin Dillon, which shout out to him for just – Yeah, he was – dude, RCR brought damn the Damn, boy. Him and Kyle were really good. I mean, there in person, dude, Kyle was re- – Kyle Bush was really fun to watch because he was – I mean, liter- literally ripping the top like no one else in the field. So that was cool to watch him. I don't know what happened to him late in that race. If he broke broke a toe link or something, that seemed like that was a common uh, a common error with a lot of guys throughout the night. But Dirt guys finished first through sixth, and I'm hitting. I think I'm kind of uh, hitting myself over a guy we talked about. I think at the be- uh, uh, last Tuesday was Justin Haley. I was like, I think Justin Haley top ten could be a good bet, and totally just didn't bet it. I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel about it, and. Yeah, he he had a he finished sixth. Um, Chase Briscoe, uh, two years in a row, bonehead move, ruining my bets. But it's whatever. He, you know, he owned up to it. Said it was stupid, and and it was. And Blaney didn't did not deserve that. And Blaney was passing more cars than just about anybody in the field. But I will say, we were right. We said a dirt guy. This is the year a dirt guy is going to get it done for Correct. sure. And. Uh, you, I think you, you did have an opportunity to bet, like, kind of piggybacking off of what you were saying. You could have bet Larson, Bell, Briscoe. You could have bet Reddick, Bell, Briscoe, because Briscoe, after qualifying, closed at like 12 to 1. So you could have gotten a 4.5 to 1 favorite, a 6.5 to 1 on Bell, which less appealing, you know, getting a Reddick and a Bell or a Larson and a Bell. You could, everybody could have grabbed Briscoe though, and Briscoe had a shot to win that deal towards the end. So I mean, I I went everybody except Reddick, and Reddick had. I mean, we were sitting in the suite watching, dude. Reddick had me scared. I just want to say that that I just you know uh, we we brought up a good point when we were watching the race how we just we we didn't want to jinx the red dog, you know, so we didn't bet on it. But I feel like it sucks the fun out of it at these events if you just, like, load up on all of them. Now, I understand the point of betting is you want to win money. But for me, it's not just winning money. For, for Chase, it's the excitement of hitting that big boy. And so it's like I feel like you had to leave at least one or two of them out. Like, you had to just kind of, like, call – like, shoot for your claim. Like, it, it was what it was. You got it or you didn't. I just did not want to load up on all of them because I feel like it would have sucked the fun out of it. Yeah, I – honestly, most people went really light on this race. I went heavy. I only lost three three 3.9 units on yeah, Sunday, I, so. I went heavy just with, because I felt, you know, when I got Gill into that price, I mean, I, I legit – that wasn't just, like, a value play. That was, like, a – I think he's going to get a top 10. You play. called your shot, dude. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the to win, I was kind of worried about, but I was really confident. And I had, I, I loaded up on top Ford manufactured bets Priest, Blaney, Cendric. Cendric was a dud. We're not going to talk about him, but Priest and Blaney were both really fucking good in this race. So I felt super good about those plays. And obviously, Priest got in his deal with Larson, which I think we should talk about next. But uh, Blaney was also really good and just got kind of screwed there at the end. Yeah. And um, I had a couple other top tens. Noah Gregson for a small play. and, and uh, I tailed with you on that one. I and Cendric. I, I, yeah, that was just such – that was a terrible bet. I'm on, I'm awful for even mentioning that to people. I still don't awful bet on him. Bet. I still awful won't bet. do it. I refuse. There's going to be times where we should – but uh, it's it's going to be few and far between. That's how it is with Chris Bell. Like I feel like I'm saving 
I'm gonna save my Chris Bell bet. Like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out like the the Chris Bell alone. Like, you remember how last year like I just like took one outright and I was like it was Blaney and I'm like that's the only outright I'm taking. I'm gonna do that with Chris Bell this year. Well, you know another he's gonna thing. be that guy. That was the first good thing to happen to any of my futures bets. One of my lock future bets I, I preached throughout NASCAR preseason was Christopher Bell over one and a half wins at minus one thirty four, and he's there. You go, he's got one Easy already one. that quick. Like that's a great bet. So one more win and we cash one of our like it six will futures. happen. Yeah, dude, he's he. he I mean, he. I talked about it over and over again. The guy is the future of Joe Gibbs Racing, not named Ty Gibbs. Like, he is that dude that's about to take over the series. He's now the points leader. I also have a future at 12-1 to 1 for Bell to win the title. I'm sure that's not going to be 12-1 to 1 anymore. I haven't seen what futures odds are looking like right now. But, yeah, Christopher Bell is just primed. Last year was the breakout, and it was no fluke. He's got Adam Stevens, championship-winning crew chief, who also made the call to keep him out at the end of that stage yeah. to take the lead. No one could pass the leader once again like it has been at Bristol. Bristol it's dirt. dirt. So, great call by Adam Stevens. That just proves his uh, championship-like legitimacy. So, yeah, C-Bell. Hell's Bell, baby. I want everyone to call him Hell's Bell. That was the greatest nickname ever given when we were trying to find out something cool to call Christopher Bell. And, uh, God... Whoever the guy was that replied that on our YouTube show, please show yourself. Please tweet at me. I still don't know who it was. It's and like, someone mentioned it, and I was like, dude, that's the greatest fucking nickname ever. The future is Satan, dude. Yeah, a future for the for the future. That's what you did. Big future. Future would be proud. He follows us on Twitter. He'd be proud. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to that. Look at us. Humble brag. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of his music, but it's uh, <laughs> That's him. That's him. He's a big Chris Bell guy for the future. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a mumbler. He's a rap mm -hmm. mumbler. That's it. Chris Bell, future. Um, so, yeah, talking about Kyle Larson and Ryan Priest, what went down was is, you know, Ryan Priest came out and said it at the end, you know, hey, it's it's dirt. It's just, you know, it's that's that's racing. But what, what happened was is um, actually I you should probably explain it better. I think I was on the toilet at that point. Yeah, Priest got put into the wall hard, and, and I think Priest had a shot to win. I mean, he was a guy that was able to hold his track position and run with the big dogs of of Larson, Austin Dillon, Bell at that point, Reddick. Larson put him in the wall, and, I mean, he just used him up. He came off the corner, going down the straight, Priest had the run on the outside, and Larson just kind of drove him into the wall. I mean, straight up. So, Priest – Ended up breaking a toe link, spinning out, losing all track position, losing two laps. He got his laps back, but I mean, his race was just, it was done. You're just not going to make, you're not going to get a top five spot once these stages have unfolded and all the pitch strategies over with. And he came back to him and uh, Priest had Larson in the exact situation that Larson had Priest in earlier, where Priest was on the inside on the straight. Larson had to run the outside and Priest just slammed him in the, into the wall. And Larson clearly tried to retaliate and wrecked himself. And then mm. they both just didn't – they both just lied in their post-race interviews, like not – and, and th this, ha this has deeper implications than just them wrecking each other. Like the deal with Denny Hamlin on his podcast has opened up just such an ugly can of worms now because uh, the drivers are just going to sugarcoat everything 
in their post-race interviews, and it is so bad for the sport if you can't say what happened. And Ryan Priest, I mean, clearly got him back. Larson clearly wrecked him on purpose when, in retaliation to Priest getting him back, and neither one of them said said that that was the case in their post-race pressers. So I hate that. I hate that so much. I've been talking with a lot of people about this, about what the implications are, and it's just – it's. It's ugly, it's bad for personality, and it's not good for the sport when these guys can't tell the media, you know, what happened in these wrecks. Yeah. Because of the Denny Hamlin podcast, which is great. You know, I love the podcast, but this is one bad ripple effect that's come from it. And it's not a Denny Hamlin problem. It's not a podcast problem. It is a NASCAR problem. There's got they gotta do something to uh I think there's there's gotta be some kind of legislation in the rule book that needs to be tweaked if nascar doesn't want to diminish everybody's personality you know what i think i don't think there should be rules on that anymore and and apparently there's not a rule on that the thing that gets me is that you know when you look at other sports like i feel and this is my personal opinion i feel like there's just so much shit out there with these other series now and like whenever with everybody looking at formula one and all the respect that the guys give each other and all the the classiness and everything like that it's like that is not nascar nascar is built on the rivalries nascar is built on people talking shit and if you can't talk shit then you're losing some of your product and you're watering it down and it's going to get to a point where it already is getting now to this point where if you take all that away i don't blame people for not watching nascar because that's what i grew up with that's the nascar i grew up with that is what nascar has been for the 75 years that it has went down it's about those storylines and it's about the those things you don't see that much in formula one you don't see it much at all in indycar that's what makes nascar hot in my opinion along with just the different style of racing yeah i agree and yeah the, the foundation of nascar is that it, it is one of the few premier motorsports that is truly a contact sport on a weekly basis mm-hmm. and it's just the ultimate dumb guy bonehead move if nascar shoots themselves in the foot with this deal over a podcast like they penalized Denny Hamlin because of what he said not because of his actions on the track like it, it should be the other way around they're just mad. really like honestly like if if a, if a driver knows like like if a driver wrecks somebody on purpose and it's it's obvious like in his interview he's going to be transparent about it because he knows he's going to get penalized for wrecking somebody or, or bad conduct on the track for it to be the other way around, like, I don't like that, but it's even worse when it's the other way around because now everybody's just going to keep their mouth shut. And that's not what you need. And, and like you said, like 75 years in NASCAR and all the incidents we've had over the years and retaliations in, in any single era in the history of the sport, any fights, like, it has made the sport a million times better for the fans. It has made the energy higher. It's it's a foundation of NASCAR. So it's actually it's super disappointing to see that we're going down this rabbit hole. And I had a bad gut feeling as soon as I saw that Denny Hamlin lost his appeal. I was like, oh, shit, this is not good. This is the worst thing that could happen when it comes to how on-track affairs are handled. And mm-hmm. literally the week after, the week after we see the first – the first example of how things can go sour when it comes to on-track incidents and 
how to how to address it after. So if if actions it. detrimental was a NASCAR podcast, this probably would have never happened. They missing out on all that Denny money. That's probably what's going down right now. They're just Man, angry. I don't know. They're upset. I don't know. It, we listened to the Denny podcast, the new one on the way back today, actually, and with all the appeals process shit like yes there needs to be more transparency i think i just think we need to see some rule changes to make um to make this better because i don't know i'll I'll be honest i don't know i I don't know what the answer is at this point because it's not our place to to say what the rule change should be i think that the the best thing that did happen from all of this is the fact that these people on these the appeal board or the committee whatever you want to call it the panel those people's names are now public information. They gonna think twice before doing shit now because your your name is out there. Your your who you are is now listed under the decision. You don't want that kind of smoke on Twitter. Well, you don't want that kind of smoke coming at you like Bob, people walking into you working at the grocery store just like, what the fuck did you do to my driver? Uh, I don't it's gonna it make makes, them think. I don't think it makes a fucking difference because Bob literally tweeted the names of the panel that were taken. Yeah, committee. that's a good thing. I know, but it happened before they made their decision, so it had no impact. It's yeah, not going to have It happened any when that happened, but like we didn't get that with the Hendrick deal, I don't believe. We got that I think with we Denny's. knew we knew the names of the of the people on the appeal panel before they were before they were the the sessions were were had. It was my it, to my knowledge that happened like within like a day before Denny's thing like they decided that was going to be the thing now because of all of the uproar that happened I well, think it, it didn't was, change it didn't change denny's outcome though no so either way like i but don't think it's gonna moving forward it's, moving forward now like your 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 name's out there it's like, not gonna change anything look out look out joe truck salesman i think one of them was a truck salesman some guy yeah and and using all these different people also grocery store baggers using all using all these different people too i think is like i i get why they do it that way i just feel like it also is going to make rulings even more inconsistent. But gas station clerks, yeah, it's just a shitty situation, man. I, I don't know what the answer is and what we can do now because now, now we're in it, right? Now the, the can of worms is opened up. What the hell do we do now? Stick to judging uh, what you can and can't do with the cars, and not what comes out of someone's mouth. That's, that's what I was. Yeah, opinion. that's what I know. I would say the same thing. I would say the same thing. But I think in the rule book. It says like I think there's a rule that says like if you admit it like if you uh, there's something in the rule that states something about if you say that you clearly wrecked somebody or did it with intent then you're you're subject to be penalized. But what Denny said in the last podcast was like how are any of these hundreds of situations I'm showing you where drivers have admitted it in the heat of them which I think he said on the pod actually that in post race interviews it's the heat of the moment. But coming back and saying it a day later is what makes it even worse because you're not, you know, adrenaline, hot-headed anymore. I stand firmly. It's fucking firmly. stupid. It's fucking stupid. Let's just be honest. It's so fucking dumb. I stand we have firm. To, yeah, we, we have to make this where uh, drivers can say what they want. We're, you can't go backwards on this. You cannot go backwards on something that's been so fundamentally NASCAR for so long, which is trash talk and the ability to – say yeah i wrecked him you know same thing denny hamlin said if you listen to his podcast tell dell jr to give nascar 20 percent of the revenue from actions detrimental and see if it happens ever again maybe maybe that's it 
Enough it's of still this, wrong though. that way. Yeah, it's a, enough of this. Let's it's talk. Cool. I will say it is cool though. That we have another new rivalry. I hope Ryan Priest is. Is it? Is it a rivalry? He he like like he wasn't even able to, to speak how he felt. Well, <laughs> they're still gonna look at each other, unless they go and talk about it. Which you know, Kyle Larson's a, a overall level-headed guy. Ryan Priest seems the same way. I don't think it's a rivalry. It it, it could be if they're com- if Priest is. D is similarly competitive to Kyle Larson. Could be. It could be. They might. There might be more. Chase Briscoe talk about the Briscoe Blaney deal. Briscoe says he thinks there will be payback. So uh, clearly, there. Ryan Blaney said something to him that made him think that there's going to be payback. Probably that so probably another, could happen. Yeah. I could see. I could see Blaney just kind of like ha ha. Well, you know, Chase is – we've talked about Chase – I love Chase Briscoe, but he Broke has, finger, by the way. He was out there wheeling yeah. with a broken finger. Yeah. But Chase Briscoe has these moments where he makes, you know, just full sin crazy moves. And Too nice. He though. really hasn't – I feel like he really hasn't paid for it yet, man. Like, think about I, – I, He's so nice. He's just real nice about he it. He really He's is. straight up. Yeah. But I think that also might make these guys more mad because they're just like, fuck you. Like, stop being nice to me. You just wrecked me. Like – so I want I more that aggression that he said that get more aggression out there. If, if someone's nice, don't care. Just be aggressive. Be aggressive. That's what the cheerleaders used to say. Um, let's talk about all the fans. And, uh, you know, we Our want lack thereof. I, I don't want I don't want to know anyone's input because everyone's input's already on Twitter. Uh, people are I think people are tired of the dirt at Bristol on Easter. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think it has. I think it's run its course. Mm-hmm. I think that we've experimented enough, and we've got some takeaways. And and NASCAR deserves credit for experimenting. That's that's where we're at. We're taking risks. Uh, we're we're still trying to capture a new audience. So I think this was worth it. I think we've learned a few things. One, these cars that are not built for dirt can race on dirt and can put on a good show. That's what we've learned from the, at least the last couple of years. It's mm-hmm. I think the race has been exciting. The one issue, whoever's in the lead usually doesn't lose it. It's like impossible to pass the lead. We talked about it last year with uh, the way, Re- I mean, Reddick lost, but it was because Chase Briscoe fucking wrecked him. But you, it's like impossible to pass the leader. But throughout the field, there is a lot of passing. There is a lot of slide jobs. There is a lot of movement. And I thought being there, the race was great. So, um uh, you know, I, I want to go back and watch the broadcast. I think I'm, I'll do that tonight. Um, I want to see just – I try to get both sides of the story, basically, and there were a lot of people that were complaining. But I do think it has run its course, and we should never do dirt on Bristol again. We should – takeaway number two, since we know from takeaway number one that these cars can perform well on dirt, let's go find a dedicated dirt track to race on. I think Knoxville's – out of the equation because we brought the trucks there fucking like eight people showed up didn't give a shit about it thought the race was kind of good but no one showed up so i think that was a good sign maybe we shouldn't go to knoxville which is a legendary uh dirt staple uh maybe find somewhere in the concord area or concord area however you say it somewhere by charlotte or we gotta work something out the best alternative or the best option if we want to continue dirt we got to go to Eldora with Tony Stewart. We got to work something out to get, bring these cup cars to Eldora. That it's, is, it's it's sad that it hasn't happened yet. It needs to happen. It was a, it was an awesome staple for the truck series. You had a bunch of people that would show up. 
if we brought cup cars there, doing all maybe just do like a an, an all an alternating all-star race location. Start it with that with Eldora. Let's see what happens. They're gonna probably try it at Wilkesboro. Is what I is what I could see happening. I could see it happening. Before you speak, I, I want to say this hot take about racing on Easter. Okay, now I understand a lot of the drivers were pissed the fuck off. It's like the third year in a row you're racing at Easter. It's kind of a fucking miserable time if we're gonna be honest. But like the one thing, like for all the people that drink, where else can you go to church and be just completely obliterated? Like just drunk is is piss. Like and they're just singing Jesus songs like on a stage. Like we were like we're yeah. I literally, I literally box. cracked up. I literally cracked up on a Bud Light and I looked up at one of the screens. Dude's we were like clapping suite. for the Lord. And yes, yeah, Tim Tebow with his hands in the air doing some worship <laughs> stuff with music. And I'm sitting there <laughs> drinking like, a beer. You know, it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's it's definitely kind of weird, right? You got like Big Mike out there. Show me your bottle. Yeah, right. there's got to be some of those guys out there just hoping, you know, Dude, but, but that was the wildest thing about it. It's like for for fans, for the fans that just like like you can honestly tell people like, you know, kind of low key what it's like to go to revival drunk. So that's cool if you drank, I guess. But yeah, for like families and people that aren't getting a completely obliterated um, out there at the tracks. You know, it, it's kind of kind of sucks. People want to be with their family on Easter, and these drivers have, have came out and said that. So I think that if they do move the dirt race and take it somewhere else, they should probably try to find a different date and give the drivers Easter back off with their families. It would make them a lot happier. Yeah, I think this this is also like a – you know, NFL plays on Thanksgiving. It's pretty popular. NBA plays that's on okay. Christmas. NBA plays on Christmas Day. I mean, that's literally the that's, one. That sucks. Kinda. But it's super popular, and no one complains about it, it seems like. So, that I think hasn't NASCAR, been long, though. Like, how long has like, – I feel like that NBA was like, just Christmas? a couple years ago. No, it's at least 10 years. 10 years? At least. Yeah, I'm I remember old, that. bro. Fuck. Yeah, they, had, they used to have some really cool com- NBA commercials where they would like, – Oh, NBA? I'm talking about NFL. Oh, on Thanksgiving? No, NFL on Christmas. Oh. That's relatively new. Yes, that is. But NFL's yeah. staple is Thanksgiving. NBA is definitely Christmas. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think NASCAR wanted to experiment with that and see if they could make something work on on their It's like the holiday. shittiest condition you could do for like a holiday that's like so important. It's like, yay, we're going to race all the dirt on Easter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it doesn't bother like, you know, I'm, it doesn't bother me. Like, I'm cool with it. But uh, yeah, I get it. Like, I won't tell a day especially on in Easter, the South, bro. Especially in the South, everybody's more religious, you know. Could you imagine? Um, Could you imagine Talladega Talladega on Easter, Easter, bro? (laughs) That'd be pretty wild. Dude, it's just like times a million, dude. That would be the most. (laughs) That would probably be the most. that that'd be the most like appropriate for Southerners because you go to church hungover shit. Right? Oh, okay. You don't even have you know? to be hungover. You can just just pop open that cold one right there, bro, for the Lord. Like just like things just, would get out of hand. I, I, they probably wouldn't wouldn't be able to manage it properly. Burn down the tents, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just, they're bringing going Jesus. to hell. They're Chris Bell's a, like, hey guys, hell's bells. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I don't have a problem with it, but. I have a problem with it if it hurts our sport and um and, and the drivers don't like it. It's about and them, dude. dude it's they, about their their energy, their morale. Like that's what's important. Well, the stands were also like 
Yeah, you're right. It feels like some of the, like being on pit road, walking around, like it's forced. I feel, I feel like some of the drivers are just kind of like, why are we doing this? You know, yeah. but a lot of drivers are going to feel that way about dirt anyway, because, you know, a lot of these older guys struggle on these new venues like, like we talk about on the betting podcast. And it we really is so spot on. But um, my, my big thing is the attendance. And if if you don't see an uptick in TV God. ratings then you need to scrap it because that's their idea. Their idea is like, okay, it's Easter Sunday. There's no other events going on. More people are going to watch in prime time. So when the TV ratings come out, which they're going to come out Tuesday, and if they're not up, then you scrap it. You're like, this is a waste of time because TV ratings are down. And then fucking, I think it was about 40% full. Attendance on sucked, dude. It was like, about 40% it is, full. It's not about attendance whatsoever. It is completely about TV ratings. Exactly. But, like, now it's it becomes a lose-lose if you can't gain on TV because, you True. know, you're, you're sacrificing your attendance for better TV ratings. And if you're not getting that, you lose-lose, you got you to gotta scrap it. And, and we should have that by Wednesday, correct, usually? TV ratings will be out Tuesday, tomorrow. Okay, all right. Usually, yeah. My guy, our guy Adam Stern's real good about tweeting. Never met so. Adam Stern's. I neither. I've always seen him, but where no you way. at, Adam? Where you hide? We we see him in the media center. I just don't know how to. I don't even know what he looks like. I've he's never got, even he's saw got his like face. A shaved head. He's always wearing like a polo tucked in, like jeans. Or Sounds something. like everybody in the media center, dude. Well, yeah, I guess so. But yeah. he, I don't know. I, I've I've walked by him like a hundred times, but he he's he's doing the Lord's work with uh, the TV ratings. I'm just, I'm there for Bob Bob and Jenna. Where y'all at? Holla. Yeah. 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 Well, I think um I think it's the the event has run its course and you know the one thing we haven't talked about is how good the con- the concrete as concrete asphalt. Concrete ass. The concrete surface is, man. It's I think that's one big draw too is it's literally one of the greatest racetracks for a stock car in the world and we're Amen. we're you know, we're taking a date away from it. Like I said, good experiment at a cool venue. But it's it's run its course. I think NASCAR would be crazy to bring it back next year, e- on Easter or not. What if they brought it back with concrete? I think I think yeah, that, like, they, that's dude, the only yeah, way you course, can save yeah. it. Yeah, no, I mean, you, if you decide to not have two Bristol events, you're insane. You're absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. I know, like before we were on dirt, the attendance was pretty bad. But I mean, to me, like when I look at pictures from like what 2018 or 2017 Spring Bristol. I don't think there's a lot of difference between that crowd you, you see on those races and the crowd we saw on Sunday night. I True. mean, so, I mean, what's the point in, in putting it if you can't bring more people to the racetrack and you can't bring more viewers? Fall Bristol was popping. There were a lot of people there for that one from yeah. what I remember Fall Bristol, last year. Fall Bristol, the night race is a staple. It will always Slaps. bring a lot more people. And used to be fucking standing room only. I, I, I went a couple times back in the day, and anybody listening that used to go in the 2000s, you understand that. Oh, my God, it was just unbelievably electric. One thing that we miss that I hope that they bring back in the fall is Kenny Wallace and John Roberts. They are. They announced it. Okay. They're going They're going to, like, six more races now. They're oh, shit. Coke 600, I think New Hampshire, Atlanta, uh, Bristol, and I, I don't remember what the other ones were, but they're coming back to Bristol. Talladega on Easter. If they came back to Dega, Dega, yeah. If they came back to Dega in the fall, that would be that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't. I'll have to go back and check and see what what dates they are or what tracks they announce. 
And um, and I do want to say uh, we 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 definitely are going to dive into some of these early odds for Martinsville. Before we do that, I just wanted to say shout out to everybody that we got to meet this weekend that is a fan of the show, that is a fan of what me and Dale do. We appreciate everybody that came up, that talked to us. Uh, we, we just we can't thank you guys enough each week when we're at the track getting to meet all of you guys, the Garage fam, just uh, getting to shake hands and, and, and see everybody. is just always an awesome time. So thank you guys so much for that. Yeah, ditto. And, and th- these weekends – excuse me. These weekends are the hardest. Our Hooters we- Hooters race weekends are easily our busiest. So, so busy. for anybody we didn't that may have DM'd us, I'm sorry. Um, Specifically we were Maya. I just want to say, Maya, you're getting a name drop here. We tried, and and I, we did our best. And and if you're out there listening, our, our Maya or your boyfriend, we owe you one. So just 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 keeping that there, okay? Yeah. No, we uh we love you. And we're sorry. We we're just sorry. Hooters race weekends. We're we're so involved, and it's it's very very tight knit, and it's fun. But you know, it prevents us from doing a little bit more with with the fans. I guess is a good way to put it. So yeah, reach out to us. Hopefully, we'll see you guys soon. I think our next race we're going we're going to Dega. Dega in two weeks, and, and then, uh, uh, may make Darlington, and we'll uh, be at Darlington, and then it, it's going to be crazy because I I'm, I'm going to the five, Indy five hundred. You're going to six hundred. Yeah, that's going to be the first time we split up on the greatest motorsports day of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to miss uh, you. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be awesome. Whose mullet am I going to tickle? <sighs> Good luck. I don't know. There's probably Damn. plenty in Charlotte you could find. If you got a mullet in Charlotte, come by. I'll tickle it. And uh, then uh, we will be at North Wilkesboro. I that's cannot wait. So that's going to be fucking awesome, too. I cannot wait. So there you go. That's a, that's a good synopsis of where we're going to be in the upcoming – I guess a month and a half. I love it. So hopefully we can see a bunch of you guys and girls. So I I was driving back from Bristol. Dale did some Stop research. Up. Saw the uh saw the odds drop for Martinsville. Bottle just dropped on the counter. Doesn't matter. I'm out of water. Oh no. Oh no. It's like, like that's another thing too. If you go to races, hydrate. Always remember to hydrate. I get so dehydrated. I had to get my wife to get me soup and Gatorade when I got home from a race once. It was pretty rough. Soup but sounds so good right now. It does, doesn't it? Like some good homemade chicken noodle soup. And I'm like, I'm just like, I never, I feel like I never get stopped up, but I'm fucking like hurting. Oh, right you got them sinus, that sinus game yeah, going like on? Yeah, like a nose saw that on. dirt. Snorted so much dirt this weekend. Mm-hmm. Just dirt. Got to go to AA for dirt, dude. It's pretty rough. But uh, let's talk about the NOCO 400. What a weird, like, like sponsor there like it's so weird i think they sponsored that sounds familiar i think they had a black and yellow paint scheme no cocaine 400 at martinsville i think they they sponsored bowman in the 88 before really yeah that sounds familiar it was like black and yellow yeah sponsor yeah they uh they sponsored uh larson last year i think for a couple races too Cincinnati. so at, at this moment barstool sportsbook and caesars have dropped uh, there has been a little bit of line movement. Byron on Barstool, which Willie B is the favorite. He was six and a half to one. Now he is six to one at the time that we were recording. Kyle Larson at seven to one. And then you got all your Joe Gibbs boys, C Bell, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex, eight to one, eight to one, nine to one, Joey Logano, ten to one. And then it's everybody else. I think Brad Keselowski at twenty to one kind of sticks out. Josh Berry, twenty five to one sticks out. 
Ryan Priest we talked about in the car ride. Yeah, 50 that to one kind of sticks out. That so. one is is kind of sexy. The one for me that I, I love the most that I think is very realistic, Austin Dillon plus uh, six thousand. So sixty to one for Austin Dillon, a guy that pretty much ran in second uh, at this race last year. Didn't he finish second? I think he finished third, but he had it. Yeah, like he had a shot to win. I think he lined up. You it know, was like that the last first caution in years that a twenty four and the three that were like right there. Neck and neck. Yeah, that that was cool. I think yeah, Joey finished second in the spring race. But my issue is that was the that was the first short track race, or the second on the next gen car or the Gen Seven. Mm-hmm. Toyota's program was just dog absolute shit. dog shit. And then we came back in the fall, and, and Denny Hamlin dominated the race, and then Christopher Bell won it, and uh, Austin Dillon was awful. I mean, yeah. awful. So that was a pit. That was a pit road race, is what the first one was. It was. It was the race off pit road, and I stand yeah, firmly by that. Elliot led the first 150, and then Byron took the lead, and then led our the boy last Paul Swan pit. just muscled up, dude. He got Austin out there. You yeah, know? And, and I think there will be more passing this year. In the spring race last year, it was. I mean, it was a snoozer, man. There was no passing. Uh, really, the only guys that passed in this race last year were the Penske guys. And uh, and Austin Dillon, it seemed like. I think Ross Chastain was kind of good, too. But when we look at these odds, uh, Caesars has also dropped. Caesars is worse. A little weaker. I'm not even, I don't even know if there's anything, any advantageous line you could find on Caesars. Uh, Larson at, at 7.5 to 1 versus 7 to 1 is not bad. I think you got to consider Larson here, who, and just like Richmond, did not have a good track history at Richmond. But he came out and had one of the fat. Hold on, there's a spider right here. Let me kill the spider. Dun, 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 dun. Damn, why you got a spider? I need to come by here and spray this house. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ortho, big, big home defense guy. I'll bring some. I usually don't see a lot of bugs around here anymore. What kind of spider was it? Did you even ask it before you killed it? I think it was a wolf spider. So oh, okay, it was harmless. But was all right. anyway, looking R. at these R. odds. I think Kyle Larson is worth considering because of how good he was at Richmond. Really came on strong there at the end after leading the early part, got a little bit of damage on pit road, fixed it up, and he was I mean, he was a rocket ship. So I think you got to consider Kyle Larson, 7.5 to 1, not bad. There's a good chance he qualifies on the pole, on the front row, and then you may not see 7 to 1 again. So that's on Caesars. On Barstool, I mean, you talked about these guys. I think I think I'm not going to be betting on Christopher Bell, but I think you got to bet on Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex because they both were amazing at Richmond. Uh, Denny was really good here in the fall. Denny really should have. I think Denny would have won that Richmond race a couple weeks ago had they not just had a complete catastrophe on pit road well yeah i said it yesterday too i was like i was like i I think that regardless of the odds i think i'm gonna bet on denny this week it just feels right and then he actually came out on his podcast and said that the hot streak starts now so that made me feel even more confident so i was like damn like i'm i'm like sitting over here like like winston's bleeding into my brain dude like i'm excited for for the uh for the the pendulum matchup bets this week we'll see we'll see what happens maybe that'll keep increasing maybe maybe that that will actually hit for once, but uh, but yeah, there's some other guys here like Josh Berry at tw- at uh, at twenty five to one. 
I mean, he's won here before, and I'm not going to say – I'm going to wait on him top ten. Uh, you know, I've been a big top ten guy this year, and I, I am loving the shit out of top ten odds. And uh, I'm just loving betting on them. It's fun. And I feel like I've been a lot better at it. I've hit a top ten like every week. Every week. Yeah, it's it's less risk, right? It's less risk, and it is more fun because your your chances are just higher of, of hitting them. And building that bankroll. If you study the books, you'll find a discrepancy somewhere on a, on a sleeper type of guy. So that, that's Todd Gillen was a perfect example of that last week. Justin Haley. But we're at Martinsville. We're at a, a very normal quote-unquote racetrack so I think temper your expectations on like the Todd Gillens and the Justin Haley's and the shit I mean you can throw Eric Jones in there too and the video like, game moves on the wall temper no, those yep, expectations no more video no more video game moves yeah hell melon's dead it was a one-time deal one night stand you know we're in for that He's all gone. week right that's all we're gonna see all week long on social media and on tv is the Ross Chastain wall ride yeah get, get ready for it because yeah. it's coming yeah I think um you got to consider Josh Berry because just of his short track expertise. Yeah. And he's just figuring it out every single week. I know he wrecked at the end of the Bristol Dirt Race, but was in a top five, top ten spot with like 15 to go. Yeah. And I think just inexperience on dirt kind of bit him there, got him stuck in the back. He's the real deal, off. dude. He, he is, is the he real is. deal. I mean, Richmond, and that's another thing too. Richmond is a good example of if they don't have the car, if they don't have the track position – they're going to be aggressive on strategy because they have nothing to lose. They, they, they're they not battling for points. They're just out there. So, like, Alan Gustafson's like, fuck it. We're going to do the opposite of what the leaders do. And I think that's a good – it's it's always good to have a guy like that in your betting card because if you got two or three guys that you think are going to be the guys that are going to be up front all day, leading all the laps, stick into the program – it's fantastic to have another one or two guys that you think are going to be off sequence, right? Because a lot of guys, and this is not just a new thing. This is something that's happened throughout all the last 20 plus years. There have been so many race wins due to strategy calls, right? There's been so many race wins due to somebody taking a gamble, doing the opposite of what the leaders do. And Richmond was a good indication that Alan Gustafson and this nine team are going to do that when they don't have Chase Elliott in the car because yeah. they got nothing to lose. They're not going for points. They're just here to be there, and, and Josh is going to get better, and uh, they're going to just try to steal wins. I'm going to say this. I think I'm going to wait to – I'm probably going to take the Josh Berry outright. I don't but like I'm gonna 25 wait. to 1, though. I'm going to wait for FanDuel because you know they're probably going to hit him at like 30 to 1, maybe 35 to 1. So, like, that's why, like, FanDuel, they, they've been the greatest clown, I mean, the greatest sports book ever for NASCAR this year. So, yeah, definitely going to wait on their odds. I think that's the that's where I'm going to take that bet at. Yeah, we'll just have to see. And, and I talked about this. Um, I don't know if I talked about this on our last pod or, or if it was just with a group of people or not. But you do have to pay attention. you got to study the books because NASCAR is so fresh and books – I mean, there's so – every week there's always at least one big discrepancy somewhere where you can get Do you think it's worth line. it to talk about Ty Gibbs at 60-1? to 1? I – you know, I don't hate that. He, he's He's been good here in the Xfinity Series. Four straight top tens now. Yeah. He's finding his groove. Four straight top tens, too, on all these different wild card racetracks. So, 
I think I that's am, a discrepancy, to be honest. Like, I think 60 to 1 is, is definitely something to take an advantage over. But you can put a little bit of change down on that. Well, I don't know if that's a – what I'm talking about with the, the discrepancies is I think every book is going to have him between 50 to 1 and 60 to 1. Until that's this podcast weird. drops. Mm, <laughs> yeah, it, depends. it depends. Maybe you should – if you bet it, if you bet it tonight – put it on action network for all the people to see then maybe maybe it would move but don't tell nobody just keep it here yeah but i don't know i mean we're talking about joe gibbs you know we're talking about joe gibbs racing the guy's He's the only one that's way down there for the team yeah yeah it's just that rookie not rookie but oh yeah i guess he is a rookie it's a rookie yeah, mindset rookie. yeah they're it's just that like this thing's not gonna do shit and and, and it, i agree you know in a sense like the way i see these rookies especially in the cup series is you gotta you gotta work one one day at a time, one week at a time, right? Like, he's not at that knocking on the door status yet. He's now he's in the status of getting top tens, getting the finishes. The next step is turning that into top fives now, knocking on the door status, and that's kind of how I go with the, with rookies in the Cup Series. Is once you get to that knocking on the door status, then the win might then the win might come. I'm curious. But, you know, it's a, it is a kid that's good at Martinsville, and he's in a good car. So 50, 60 to 1 may not be bad. I'm going to be looking at qualifying. I'm going to be looking at qualifying for him because sometimes you never know with these with uh, pole qualifying. He's in a Gibbs car. I could see him coming out and winning his first pole before I see him coming out and winning his first race. I feel like that's, if you look at the history of NASCAR, that's typically more common than winning your first race before you win your first pole. I'm I'm curious right now. I'm looking this up. Did didn't if if I'm not mistaken, and I may be, didn't he race for twenty three eleven in the fall Martinsville? Uh, yes, I believe. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, he would have been in the uh, in the forty five. Well, yeah, it would have been the twenty three. Oh, the twenty three. Yeah, because Bubba was in. the I know, 45. and I, I'm. Martin's yeah okay Bubba was suspended for Homestead so yeah yeah he was in the well he was, he was in, in there the for Kurt though right correct but what they did was because they swapped the owner points around with changing the numbers around they put Bubba in the forty five and they yeah. put Ty in the twenty three for for a an owner's point advantage I got look at right up. now he finished um finished nineteenth. Finished nineteenth. So he's had the experience in the Cup car. He had over and what, that's half important. a year. Since that's Pocono. Yeah, it's somewhere close to that. But that's important that he did race here because uh, the way they race here on these short tracks so different than how they race in Xfinity. So for him to race here, get a finish in the top twenty, no learning about how to shift and everything. I think that is important. That could help your bet. So there you go. So the, um, there's that. Harrison Burton finished 11th. Harrison I don't Burton. even want to talk about Harry Burton. Well, Harrison Burton was good here in Xfinity, too, so I don't know. It's yeah. just a random underdog. Bubba Wallace finished top 10. It's And I'm yeah. just saying, like, Kyle Larson finished second in this race. So Bubba's always, like, been decent at Martinsville, and I've always felt strongly about that. Like, like eventually, I really still stand firm by the fact that he will get a win at this track. So – Another one to watch. There's so much to watch, but what, what really matters and what you really need to be watching this week is obviously Dale Center on Thursdays and the NAS bets on TikTok if you have TikTok on Wednesdays. Dale Center is going to have everything you need covered. Dale does Dale Center. Everybody's on Dale Center. Everybody knows what Dale Center is. And then NAS bets on TikTok. That's when we're going to have a little more information. Some more odds will be out by then, a lot more bets. So it's just it's important to listen to this. 
And it's also very important to listen throughout the week because, like Dale said in the beginning of the show, we hot right now, and that's just how it goes. So you, you need to be staying tuned. But overall, great weekend. Again, shout out to Hooters. They are the GOATs. We'll be back at it with Hooters in Chicago for the street course race which I'm excited about. You and I have n- – neither of us have never been to Chicago, so that's going to be cool. And then Homestead, Miami, towards the end of the year. So that's the other two Hooters races. Chase Elliott should be back in the car by then. So we'll have Chase back. I know a lot of people are ready to see him come back. But it's been awesome to see Josh hold it down and get the experience in the, at the cup level because I think we both can agree that it, it's not going to be too much longer probably before we see him in the cup series permanently. Yeah, I, I just wonder what the – hopefully – we talk about this a lot. Hopefully it's an incentive for Dale Jr. to, you know, <laughs> root his way into the series and take Josh up there with him. I think that would be really a really, really cool deal. It would be only good for the sport. It would. And potentially give Josh a, a great ride to, to compete for a championship at the highest level of stock car racing. So, yeah, no, it's – Bristol was fun. Um, I'm so torn. I'm just scrolling through my phone looking at these betting odds, trying to find any. The books did a good job, I feel like, of not giving us too much to look at early. So, yeah, it is important, guys. Keep an eye on FanDuel. Keep an eye on DraftKings because those are probably the two books that are going to go a different route on some of these guys. Like, so much. They, they, they're going to give you the good shit. Josh Berry's the guy to look at if you can get 30 to 1, maybe 35 to 1. Agree. Brad K at twenty to one. Maybe you can spin get him at twenty five to one. You can't do. Dude, we didn't even talk about that. It's just Brad K's the dude, spin doctor. Brad K is good here, man. And they this is a normal track. That's a fun. Normal, we're, we're done with the we're done with the crazy diverse tracks that are Bristol and Coda. You know, we're now onto some some regular tracks to the schedule like Martinsville, Dega, Darlington. So I think. This weekend, Brad Keselowski is a sleeper play. Call that man Bill O'Reilly, spin zone. Um, but, yeah, maybe so. We'll see what happens. There's a lot more that's going to unfold this week. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Remember, rate, review, and subscribe. Tell somebody today that you know that is a NASCAR fan or isn't a NASCAR fan about Garage Guys and what we do and how we help you win and make nascar exciting and fun because it is the greatest sport in the world regardless of what anyone says and and if somebody tells you it's not then then holler at us because we will defend defend you and defend the sport and make the other person feel like shit we'll just go beat them up throw them in a dumpster dude yeah (laughs) all right that's a show